the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Reaching the right users at the right time is crucial for any successful marketing campaign, and app marketing is no exception. Through keyword and market insights, searchads.com can help your Apple search ads campaign to find the most valuable prospects and convert them into users in the most effective way possible. Advanced automation tools can take care of the busy work so you can focus on the things that really matter. Go to searchads.com to start your free trial today. That, once again, is searchads.com. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way, you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic, and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads, and more importantly, those revenues. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest I've talked to back in the day. We stayed in touch, and it's a phenomenal indie success story, and I begged her. She said no to other bigger publications, but I begged her to come on to mine, and she said yes. So I'm super excited to talk to her. Her name is Jenny Talavera. She is the founder and chief creator at TreeBetty. Go check out her website, treebetty.com. She's got a mixture of productivity, habit tracking apps, along with kids apps. And that's what we have in common. We both started out with building kids apps back in the day. But Jenny, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Steve. Jenny, I just want to congratulate you on the success of your apps. And you've had done at Tally. I know, I think this is public knowledge. So you tell me, I can't share this, but you know, you, you sold this portfolio to Reflectly. So congratulations on the sale. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, this happened, um, I think it was official at the end of uh, May of, of last year. So kind of right at the beginning of the pandemic. I know you told me like you never had like an exit strategy in mind, but why decide to sell? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, it was a very tough decision. We thought about it for a long time. Basically I had I started the apps in 2016 and I had pretty consistently worked on them. Um, so that was, I guess it'd been like almost four years. And I got to the point where I felt like I, I, I did all the coding myself. I pretty much, I did all the marketing myself, all the design. And so there are two reasons. Probably one is I was pretty tired by that point. I mean, <laughs> this is pretty much all I did. Um, and the second reason was, was I felt like I had probably grown them as much as I could as a single person. I didn't really feel like I could. Coding, I'm, I'm not a great coder, I have to say. Um, I probably didn't code them in the best way that, um, that to, to, um, to, to make them easy to add features, I should say. Like yeah. I, I tried to hire contractors to help me and I made the code so convoluted and complicated that it was challenging to bring other people on, on board. So um, that was probably another reason. Um, I was done coding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know when I sold my kids portfolio, I was just like, 
oh, I have to do another update and I have to update the screens yeah. and I'm like, oh, just, just get rid of these things. Somebody bought them and I didn't sell them for like a huge amount of money, but it was like, he just wanted the downloads. Like we had a good amount of half a million on one of the apps and they were, they wanted to use it for cross promotion. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, I'm tired. I know <laughs> you said that you were able to, you know, you, most people, Jenny, they don't have, aren't as fortunate as you. They're like, I want to sell. Where are the buyers? But you had some people, a lot of people interested in buying your apps. And so what made Reflectly be the most attractive one? What was the process like? And yeah, so let's talk there. Um, I think, oh, that's a good question too. A, lo a lot of the people that had approached me previously were just kind of investor types. They just want, mm. they had a portfolio and they just were really looking just to make uh, not necessarily to grow the app, but just to kind of add it to their collection of, of things that made them money. And what I liked about Reflectly is that they already had an app in the app store that uh, uh, was doing well. I love their app. Um, yeah. I had downloaded it before and I really liked what their mission was. They weren't just trying to make money. They were, of course, they were all, we're all trying to make money, but <laughs> they, were, they were actually trying to, uh, they're in the personal, uh, you know, development growth space. And all the apps that I think they've acquired since then have been geared towards trying to help people be their best selves. So I like what I thought that they could take done and all my other apps further than what I was able to do or, you know, bring them to a better point. That was my hope anyway. Were there any key lessons you learned having a little bit of knowledge in like acquisitions and stuff? It's a long process and it's, yes. you know, and then you talk a lot of people, you talk to a lot of potential buyers who just aren't that serious and it just becomes tying and almost another job that you're just like, why am I even trying to do this anymore? What were some of the lessons that you learned through this whole entire process? Um, I think maybe what it would have saved me time in the past. I'd had other people approach me, and I wasn't really I wasn't really sure what it was worth it to me um, mm. to want to sell for. So probably what I should have done in the past was decide, you know, you know, pick a number that I'm not even going to consider talking to you unless it's um, you know passes you know let's just say a million dollars, just pull that yeah. out of the air, or yeah. like a, you know half a million. But like you could just if someone's approaching you, say I'm. I won't accept less than this, so I don't want, you know, let's not continue. Right. You know, don't, let's not waste each other's time. That would have been helpful because I had many conversations where that number, numbers were never discussed, kind of tiptoed around. And then when it came down to an offer, it was kind of, you know, it was a big waste of time in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. and so that's what I did with, uh, with Reflectly in the end. We, you know, I, I was like, okay, this, let's just take, talk about a number before we continue. And the number was okay with them. So that's why we continued. That's awesome. That that's awesome. How did you come up with your number? Uh, well, I, I looked, I looked at what my numbers were. And then mm -hmm. I also looked at what it would be worth it for me to, to kind of um, feel good about it. That makes sense. So I wanted to, totally. uh, you know, it had to be something that I could live with letting the apps go, but also be able to live on. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, money wise. So was it like a multiple of annual sales or anything like that? That's some, that's something like the listener could be like, okay, yeah. well, you know, roughly two, three X multiple, like uh, yeah. annual sales. Yeah. My minimum was three X. So okay. it was around that area. I didn't okay. want to do less than three. That's perfect. Did you do anything to celebrate? You know, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I, when we first started talking, it was pre-pandemic. So my goal, I was like, I'm going to take a year off. And you know, I love to surf. So I was just going to like surf every day and, uh, and just, just do not, not touch a computer. But then it happened in May of 2020. And there was pretty much, was, I was living in LA at the time. And there was, the beaches were closed. Like I couldn't even drive to any beaches to go surfing. And so 
you're probably gonna want to chat up, had some champagne and then got takeout from <laughs> my favorite Italian restaurant that we couldn't go to. And, oh no. <laughs> and pretty much, yeah, didn't, wasn't able to, to do anything. And I was hoping, I was thinking now that things with the pandemic have kind of calmed down, I was gonna take this year to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I had a, a big surf trip um, scheduled in Morocco in two weeks and I somehow managed to injure myself. Oh no! For my, for my ACL three weeks ago, so it looks like I'm not going to be celebrating oh, <laughs> this, no. this year either. But that's okay. Gives me more time to come up with a new app idea. Yeah, I mean that's definitely what's something I want to get into. I started watching this documentary, the 2000 foot wave. You seen that one? Oh no, I haven't. I think it's on Amazon, but it, it's not about Haiti. No, he he go, he went to some place. I think it was an office in Spain. Oh, yeah, yeah, in Portugal, that's it. Yep, oh, Portugal. Okay. And then he, it's... That's uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not a big surfer. I tried it in Hawaii. I took a lesson once, and I was like, I caught one wave, tiny little <laughs> wave, and I was like, oh, my God. That's pretty good. That's yeah. <laughs> but I figured you know it. That's it. And I was like, oh, I feel so bad for you, because these guys were like, we go, we go try to catch the waves. We find, we try to find these waves. Insane. Yeah, I'm nowhere near that uh, height level, but... I like a big wave every now and then. Yeah. Hey, one of the things I think you really did, did a great job of is just coming up with app names. I mean, you have done, it's a habit tracker. You have Tally, Moody, which is more of a journal. How did you come up with these names that, you know, the way I see it about the grateful gratitude journal, like the way I see it, it's like, they're great in terms of short and sweet. And they're great for ASO too. Like you were ranking really well for, I think, Habit Tracker for Dunn. Like I think you were number one. And obviously yeah, Dunn has its own little, has its own search traffic that you're able to capitalize on. So how are you coming up with these names? You know, I wish there was a better, uh, <laughs> I wish I could say there was a strategy behind it. I actually just picked the names and said, oh, I like this one. Do you have a list of names that you're like, hey, this is a habit tracker, so done. That sounds cool. Or no, check I actually, mark. Literally, like, I would mostly what I start out when I have an idea, I just start designing because I'm actually a designer kind of at heart. I'm not a, I, I'm not a developer. I have a computer science degree that I got many, many, many years ago. So I know how, that, that's how I knew how to code very badly. I hadn't coded <laughs> in 20 years when I started, but I, I'm, I'm much, I have a design degree also. So that's kind of the way I started when I start designing. I love, like, if you look at my website or any of the apps, they're really simple. So I had to choose a name that would go with, um, with the way they, with the way they looked, if that makes sense. Yeah. You so know, I design, sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Sorry. I don't mean I, Well, my, my design philosophy is, is simplicity and just keeping things simple. So I couldn't have a complicated name, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. So done. I thought it was just, it just simplifies, signifies. I mean, that's basically what the whole goal is to get things. When did you launch Done? I think it was 2017. Okay, so it's not like super early days in the app store. Would you, you know, and what I was going to say when I was interrupting you was like, I'm reminded of Kevin Rose and I, I love a lot of the apps that he's either worked on or come up with like Zero is the intermittent fasting app that I use. And I think he has less or I forget his like stop drinking app that he has to the the that app and i was like i love these names because they're just so perfect and brand so like let's say you're coming up with a brand new app idea that instead of taking a year off jenny you're coming up with new <laughs> app ideas you're like okay well what would be a good name for this is it always just starting with the design and coming up with this because i'm trying to think about it from a growth strategy from an aso perspective too 
how would you start doing it today now that the app store is pretty crowded, ASO is really hard now? What are some of the tips that you can provide for us? Yeah, that's a really good question. In fact, I don't even, I'm struggling with this right now. Okay. Since I hurt my knee, um, one of the apps I'm actually making for myself is something kind of related to step tracking. Um, oh, yeah. That's basically all I can do. I can just walk. So I'm, I'm watching my progress. Like for my early parts of my injury, I can only walk like 3000 steps a day. So I'm kind of improving that over time. Uh-huh. And it's really important to kind of, kind of watch that. And I'm trying to come up with a name for my app. And it's, I haven't found a good one because I want something simple. And, right. um, something like just one word is that what you want to do with simple yeah yeah everything's one word moody tally tally's perfect do yeah. grateful i love them all because i have you know I'll, I'll share a tool that i love it's called one look and it's a reverse dictionary mm-hmm. and so i'll start with a hey here's a term so like when i came up with my sleep sounds app i was like sleep and then it was come up with a bunch of terms i was like oh moonlight cool that's kind of in line with sleep. And then I was looking at the ASO traffic and I was like, there's actually pretty decent traffic for that. And there's not that much difficulty. So that's how I picked that term. But I, yeah. unlike you, <laughs> where you're like inspired, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need marketing on this. So well, how do that's I- actually, And that's actually my second step after I'm inspired. I may, I may, I'll first have an app or a name I like, and then I'll yeah. check. Like, okay. So like I, for step, like the step app, there's like a hundred different, different, you know, variations. I don't even know what I can do. And maybe that's when you start adding name, making names like reflectly, or, right. you know, you add, or you add a, a Y to the end of a stepley or something like that. But I don't know. I feel like the app store right now, and you probably know more than me, it's just so crowded that uh, I don't, I don't know that any strategy actually will, will work. When I know you said, Hey, I usually build for myself. Like this is more for fun. I don't, do you think of when you're launching it? I mean, does it, is there any type of like marketing strategy that you have behind it? Or you're just like, Hey, I'm, I want this app for myself. I know you made done for your husband. Do you just want to just get out there and be like, well, look, I don't care if anybody uses it. I'm going to use it myself. Um, well, I guess I, I start the app because I, I, I want my, I want to use it myself, but I, but the whole, I guess I find it a challenge. And of course, everybody, if we all like to try and make a successful app, I mean, I want people, to, I want to make something that other people will use too. Does that make sense? And I want to, I want something that'll grow and that I can kind of get excited about. Like I love to make things and that's why I'm doing this in general. Um, you know, I could just use somebody else's app. And there, <laughs> and there are a million step apps, but it was almost like when I started done, there were already a ton of um, habit trackers out there. And I thought I was way too late to the game, but I wasn't inspired when I looked at any of them. You know, they were all very, they all were kind of very analytical and very happy on the features that I wanted and which is, which doesn't really work for me. I guess I'm much more interested in the visuals. So I wanted to make an app that I would be excited to use. And my hope is that other people would, would you know, there must be other people like me who are not inspired by a lot of analytical, like they all look like they came from like Microsoft, the ones that were out there at the time. Mm-hmm. Not that that's bad, but that was just kind of like the- Not uh, anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was more um, the way they looked. So, and I noticed with the step apps, I was looking for one to use, and a lot of them are, it's kind of similar too. There's a similar, they all have like little circle rings and they, they have the similar look. So uh, as like a design challenge for myself, is there a way, you know, I could bring something else to the table here kind of in the way I did the habit trackers. I do like your approach. Like, you know, obviously I come from more of a marketing background. While I fancy myself as someone who likes good design, I could never come up with it. I just have to get inspired by other ones. But you're like, hey, what am I really good at? What am I most passionate about? Let's start with design. Let's start with that and then come up with the right, right. 
phrase and the right marketing. Whereas I'm like, all right, Absolutely. what are the marketing terms that I can use and stuff? <laughs> That's and probably there. a better, I don't know. That I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, what was the other thing? Was done the, like the most successful app? It, it was, it, it was the most successful app. Um, okay. It was actually the third though in that series. If that makes, so, so there was, I think there, there are five that I ended up selling, but I had the very, the, the app that I made for my husband initially was called Last. And I think it's still in there, mm-hmm. but it was basically keeping track of how long it's been since your last, whatever it is. So instead of making it specific just to smoking, which is what he wanted, I was like, how can we expand this so that other people can use it That's and cool. find it useful? And then, uh, and then after I made that, I was like, oh, but what if you, instead of just tracking the last time, how about if you tracked every time? Mm. And so basically I just reused the code for that and put it in like, and made the second app tally. Mm-hmm. Then I was using tally for one. I'm like, well, what if you could actually set goals, you know, and then track whether or not it was successful or, you know, whether or not you're successful and, you know, streaks and stuff. So then I read a design done, but then I reused that code base. That's cool. That makes sense. And then it was like a complete different app. So a lot of people say, oh, they're so similar, but then they're, but so they are in some ways, but they're also for different purposes. Like some people don't care about goals, whether or not they met or not. They just want to know how many haircuts they got this year, <laughs> you know, or, you know, like you'd be amazed at things people were tracking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's why I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you have the data. Yeah. No, I love that story too. Cause I think a lot of times we, we hear a success story like yours and we're just like, Oh man, I could just do this. Like, you know, like we'll look at the numbers and we've shared some content on how do you sort of look at the, the market research, do some market research. You're like I can do that. And why am not, why am I not there? And then I like that. You're like, Hey, it went from last to tally to now done. And that became my most successful one. Do you remember doing anything differently that really helped from either a revenue or a downloads perspective that really you're like, man, that, that, couple of these changes really helped me grow. Oh, you mean in terms of features or? Features um, or any changes that you might've made? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, I think probably, well, one big thing I think that helped a lot was, you know, as I was kind of um, reworking all these apps, I made it, I made a point to kind of cross promote them. And a lot of times people are kind of making, and I eventually made a bundle, you know, like I, I, I had a gratitude journal and I had a, to-do list, and then I had another one, uh, a mood tracker. But I had uh, links within each of them so that if you if you really love done, you could you could look and see, oh, she has a habit tracker too, or not a habit, but a gratitude journal. Mm. And like I found that people really liked my style, and a lot of times, um, you know, they they wanted they would use other apps just because they kind of liked the style. And so I think that made a huge difference cross promoting, and it also helped. Um, you know, you only have 100 keywords, so if you can if you can just get people with different keywords. Um, you know, cause some of them are similar, but you could, you could use different keywords to, to, to get them to download that app and then they would find the other one. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Were you like aggressively cross promoting? I know when games are out, like big pop-up and it says, Hey, go download our new app. You're just kind of subtly doing it. I think I wasn't aggressively. I just had links in the settings. Yeah. If that makes sense. Or I would say, yeah. I think, or I, I would say, Oh, check out our new app. But I wasn't like showing big pop-ups and um if i recall yeah that's really cool i think it's it's a missed opportunity i mean we've talked about we talked about this back in 2014 where if you have a new game new app coming out cross-promoting your existing user base to that new one is a great effective way of driving more downloads were you doing anything from a revenue standpoint like did you test anything you're like hey this really helped us from a making more money perspective oh let's see i think one thing i did also with the bundling 
is I was like, what if um, subscriptions became the big thing a couple of years ago, right? So um, I was like, well, what if I could um, have, a, have a subscription for all of my apps across the board to see? So I did this thing called the growth bundle. Whereas I think over time I kept with done, I think when I first started, it was, I priced it at $3.99, which I thought was expensive at the time. One-time and price or? A one-time price. Okay. Yeah, this was back in 2016. So over, and so I just kind of played with that price and I kept raising it. And I think I actually got, when we, I sold it, it was like $8.99. Um, okay. I, um, yeah, one time. So going back to your last question, like just playing around with the pricing of all the different ones. So then what I did is I like, and, people, and I didn't, it didn't hit my, my revenue actually went up every time. You know, I didn't, lose, I didn't lose my users. So, yeah, yeah. so I actually raised all the prices across the board to $4.99, I think. And then done was $8.99. But then I had a subscription, a monthly subscription for all of them for I think $2.99 a month. Wow. That makes sense. Or then yeah. I like or 20, or I think it was like $20 a month for the year for all of them or something. Wow. So you just have to kind of do the, um, I think I played around with different prices, but people would actually subscribe too. So then I would have the subscription revenue and then I had the, the one-time sales. Were they buying within the app, the subscription? Yeah. So you were able to bundle? Is that just a, that has to be just a backend thing, right? Like that can't be through Apple. Was it? It wasn't. Oh, it was not. Well, I used a tool called Revenue Cat. Uh-huh. You know them. So that it, it wasn't complicated to do. Interesting. <laughs> but, I, but I somehow, I, I used Revenue Cat to do it through a subscription through the app store. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I got to, I got to bring it back in. Have you, do, do you do anything cool? Anything else cool with Revenue Cat? Because I've heard a lot of good stuff with them. I didn't know they could make that easy too. Um, I hope that's pretty much, yeah. Once okay. I got that working, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not an easy feat. I, they were great with support, but this was like in the beginning before they even had their, this is like 2018 before they, they're doing so well now, but this is the beginning. And they were actually, I think their, their founder, Jacob, I think his name used to like, was helping me out. Oh, that's cool. Getting, you know, I used their little intercom thing and he would respond with my questions. So. Yeah. The, so for the bulk of the time, your revenues were coming just from one time in a purchase, like buy the pro version of done. Right. How did you figure out what would be free and what would be pro? Is it just the number of habits you were tracking? Yeah. Just the number of habits. Did you yeah. come up, was it like a scientific method or is it like, Hey, let's start with three and then you're going to yeah. have to pay. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty three seems like a nice number. <laughs> <laughs> that's <strong> number. <laughs> I like it. Anything else? From a revenue perspective, that you you thought it helped? Um, I think that's I think that's it. Okay. Cool. I like this. Uh, I don't I don't really have anything else I want to talk to you about, Jenny. I really liked that it was such a simple model. Yeah. Is there anything I missed that you want to make sure you kind of tell the audience? Oh, about um, let's see. Well, I have to say, like the one thing that I people always seem amazed by um, by the number of, of all, all these different apps that I've made. But I one thing I want to say, if there are any aspiring uh, people who are working on the apps out there, that I think my biggest asset that it was was it was just me. If that makes sense. That mm -hmm. I was I, there were so many limitations because I was a single person that I had to keep things really simple. And uh, by keeping things simple, everything became possible. If that makes sense. Yeah, that is. That does make so a lot of sense. That's really cool. I love this 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 entire story, and I love. Did you? Oh, okay. This. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Throw out generic questions, and then you can dig deeper. But the 
were you ever like, hey, I should go bigger. I should hire a team. I should try to make this bigger than what it is right now. Did you ever have those thoughts? Oh, all the time. I had, I had a total complex about what I should, you know, where, where to go next because I got to the point where I could see in my, like if you typed in habit tracker, I came up first, yeah. but you could see all these other habit trackers kind of coming, coming for me and moving up. And I, like I said earlier, I'd reached the point where there was nothing more I felt I could really do technically. Like I'd hired people to help me and it was like a big debacle. Um, and waste, I waste a lot of money doing that. So, um, um, and at one point, you, you know, Apple, they have this great uh, entrepreneurial program, on, entrepreneur camp for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they actually, and I think, um, um, well, anyway, um, I went to this camp, I think back in, this is right before the pandemic in October. And I was there with like, 12 did you women. go, with, did you go with Susie? Was Susie there? Did you meet Susie oh. at all? Oh, which, uh, Unplug? No, she wasn't there. Oh, okay. I, it must have been a different cohort. I think okay. It must've been a cohort, different cohort then. Yeah. She went oh. to the same one. Oh, funny. Okay. Yeah. There, it was such a great program when I was there. I was the only person there who wasn't like. Um, it was all these big companies with all this funding and I felt like such an imposter. Um, I was the only single person team there and wow. there were teams from all over the world. So I felt I was talking to all the people like thinking I should be getting funding and anything like them. But it's funny, they all told me, you know, if what you're doing works, don't change it. You know, and it's a lot more pressure and um, anxiety <laughs> to, uh, yeah. to, to get funding and to just uh, enjoy what you do. Well, that's the main reason I asked too, because I felt the same way. And it's just like, sometimes in a, and it goes back to what you said earlier. It's like, I made these for me. I made these because I'm happy. And I think we underestimate just the happiness factor. And a lot right. of times, you know, I grew up in the barrier. So I thought like, Hey, I have to go big. I have to try to get millions right. of millions of dollars. But then at the end, it's like, no, I'm pretty happy with the things yeah. they are. And I've tried to grow in once or twice. And it's just like, it became a huge headache. And so I think it, it speaks volume when if you're happy, things are going right, you know, things yeah. will eventually work themselves out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's hard to, it's easy to forget that. But you have yeah, to remember why, why you started in the first place. And the reason I started, I wanted to go surfing every day. That was the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I remember that. And I remember doing my final presentation to Apple and I, and I told, you know, that's what I said. And everyone started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said they're laughing at me or with me, but I was like, this is why I did this. It's so. great to remember. I mean, the reason why I wanted my own business was the freedom to, you know, hang out with the kids. And it's like, right. you forget that while you're hanging out with the kids, you're like, she isn't it. I have work to do. But then you 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 forget that, hey, you did this because you wanted to hang I out with them. That, so let's yeah. not forget about that. And let's not feel guilty that you're not working and hanging out with them. <laughs> too, right? Yeah, that's true. You ever feel guilty on the, on the way? All like, the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm right? like, well, I went surfing four times this week. I should have been working, you know, all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. But yeah, same reason. I mean, also my, I had, a, when I, when I did my first app, my kids at my son was six months old. So, and I managed to, I was able to be there for his whole childhood, pick him, you know, went to all of his parades at, at his daycare and um, yeah, always be there. So now he's 12. Wow. Our kids are so spoiled. <laughs> my son's 13. So we've got similar age kids. Yeah. Like, yeah, so spoiled. I'm like, man, I, <laughs> I was just thinking about this yesterday. This is not podcast related stuff. But I was like, I'll just play basketball with my son. And my dad had me when he was 29. I had my son when he, I was 28. It's like, he could have played basketball with me. <laughs> I'm like, granted, okay, he could have played a lot of sports with me. I decided just not to. And obviously he grew up in Burma, but, and so it wasn't like basketball was a huge thing for him. But at the same time, I was like, he could have played some sports. Like, we're not, we're the same age difference. I'm going to help us. Anyways, Jenny, this was absolutely awesome. If 
I don't know. There's anything else on your mind that you want to talk oh, about? I'm good. Yeah. I loved it. Congratulations on all the success. I hope you get to take that year off soon. When things <laughs> open up. Are okay. you still in the SoCal area? Yeah. I actually just moved to Ventura. So nice. Nah, great area. Congratulations. If you guys want to learn more about Jenny, go check out truebetty.com, truebetty.com. But, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, what am I saying? True. <laughs> Treebetty.com. That, all that is linked up. It's treebetty.com. And then we'll link up her LinkedIn profile as well if you guys want to connect. But Jenny, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else besides treebetty.com? <laughs> nope, that's, uh, I think I'll links to all my, all my medias there. Yeah. Take a look at the, her apps. I think what you will find is the simplicity. I love the UI. I love the UX. I love the naming convention. So if anything, go check out that for me. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great. Thank you all for listening. And I'll see you on the next chat. Want to increase your downloads and revenue? Check out our new ASO master service where we help you with ASO, optimizing your revenue, and we'll even manage your Apple search ads and Google ads. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.